everybody hey i hope y'all had a merry christmas glad to be back in here with you guys uh for this uh dave and phil show we've got that coming up here in just a few minutes before we do though we'll be talking about uh all the things that have happened in the news and uh not much in the way of earnings front because we're hey a week away from 2024 uh, so I hope you will join us as we look at what's happening in the marketplace. Remember that uh, in the world we live in, there are a lot of things that we, we have no control over. However, you can take control of your investment portfolio by knowing how much risk you have and how much risk you really should have based on your circumstances. That's why I created the Core Retirement Design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement analysis. That we got Dave coming up next. 7.7 Light FM. Morning, all. It's uh, 8.41 here, 19 now before 9. Time to check in on money and see what Wall Street's doing this morning. It's kind of an interesting week because there's very, very little happening on the macro front, and everything is going crazy across the pond, but nothing crazier or less crazy than it has been for the last few weeks. So we're actually seeing what investors think about the indexes and where we ought to be. And so far, it seems like they think they ought to be up. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the telephone this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. This is the last uh, week of 2023, and the, the markets seem to be uh, continuing to move higher and higher uh, as we uh, progress into 2024. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, like I say, I keep saying irrational exuberance, like I was saying earlier, because it's a really, really quiet week as far as uh, economic data out of the government is concerned. We're actually getting a chance to uh, see where investors think the stocks ought to be going in kind of a vacuum. And uh, while I kind of wonder about their sanity, the investors obviously think uh, things are supposed to go up from where we were, right? Yeah, obviously, that seems to be the case because we continue this upward momentum. Even yesterday, you, you know, we, we had everything was up almost a half a point, uh, not quite, but almost a half a point for the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones. NASDAQ was uh, just a little uh, a shade over that, but definitely uh, a good solid green numbers. Oh, yeah, it was a steady uptick, too. I noticed that the volatility index is now down around 12.98, which is just amazing. Uh, to quantify it, the Dow was up $159 yesterday. That's 43 hundredths of a percent. I'm pretty sure we're continuing consecutive closing records on the Dow. Uh, Standard & Poor's was up by a little over 20. You and I were talking uh, before we went on the air. That uh, It's just inches away from an all-time high. But looking back, and I got you know, we got to go back like a year and a half in order to get to the uh, former records at this point. I think that's still a continuing closing high record, though. And NASDAQ at 81.60 up yesterday. It's got a ways to go before it hits the record because it kind of bubbled out about a year ago. But still, 15,074 15, is nosebleed territory for NASDAQ as well. Uh, I don't know whether the investors with the research funds are the ones trading us up or whether we got a bunch of amateurs going into fear of missing out, and I'm hoping it's the ones with the research budgets that are bidding it up. You would hope, Dave, but uh, no one knows, right, until, uh, until we get through this cycle and see what's happening. Because I did read that, uh, you know, obviously the million-dollar question is, right, what's going to happen in 2024? That's the, 
That's the million dollar question. And nobody really knows the answer, but I was reading a couple articles talking about, you know, what's going to happen or what the predictions are for um, next year. And, you know, when we started 2023, the expectation was, and a hundred percent of economists felt like we would end up in a recession in 2023. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so now. We had our little tiff with the government during the first quarter when we had a couple of quarters of consecutive shrinkage, but then we then it just kind of paused and went right back up again. It didn't make sense, but it happened. Exactly. So now you 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 know obviously they go out and you know they do these surveys of all these economists, and so now a little bit more than three quarters of economists believe that there's a chance of a recession in the next twelve months is less than 50%. Um, and that if we're going to have one, that uh, there's about, oh, I, I think it's about 29% of the folks or 30% of the folks think that it'll happen in the first quarter. And then the rest of them think it'll happen in the second quarter. So there's no consistency there either as we uh, head into this new year of 2024. And given their track record in 2023, I'm not sure I believe any of them. Do you? Well, it, it's hard to say. Now, I will say this. We've had another year now of high interest rates and higher than normal inflation. At some point, you and I agree that that, that has to put pressure on earnings. And at some point, uh, um, you know, it, it's got to be a tipping point. And I think that they're looking at it thinking, okay, we, we scave through 2023 without that happening. But can they really get through another half a year without companies having issues there and, and that throwing us into a slight recession? And that's the risk you and I have been talking about on both the government basis and on the, uh, and on the industrial bond basis. As things roll over, even if companies don't buy more, don't, don't lend out, don't borrow more money via bonds, things roll over. And every time they roll over, they roll over at a higher interest rate based upon prevailing rates. The expense figure for interest payments for these guys are going up with every passing, you know, every passing month. Ditto for the government. You got to start wondering eventually if it'll take its toll. That said, though, every doggone report that we get seems to show that we're heading for that proverbial soft landing that nobody ever thought was possible. And uh, I, ten years ago, I would have said it's a pipe dream, and it seems to almost be happening, doesn't it? It really does. The other factor we have to look at is layoffs, right? So in 2023, 29 percent of the companies laid off workers. Now, the expectation is that 21% of the companies expect to have layoffs in 2024. So that's another round of layoffs that they expect to happen sometime in 2024. And that, again, if it gets to the point where the percentage of companies that are laying off, well, actually, that's a decrease in terms of percentage layoffs. Yep, it is a decrease, but, but total, that would put us at, what? 50% 50% of the companies laying people off. And it might actually get us to the point where the number of jobless claims that are out there starts to match the number of jobs that are available. And, uh, well, that's kind of what the Fed's been talking about wanting to do all along. Well, that, that's right. I mean, I, I think there's some, I mean, there's some numbers in there that I, I think that if those things happen, the, the question is, will that still allow us to do a soft landing? That That's 
what's yet to be seen. And that's the adjustment that you and I have been kind of saying, look out, folks, at every turn, because at some point in time, we cross a knee in the curve somewhere, and the economy doesn't have a lot of tolerance. That uh, proverbial demand curve and price curve, uh, there's a really sharp knee in those things, and uh, you go over that edge, getting out of a recession is harder than getting into it. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's <laughs> And with this consistent uptick, the thing that fascinates me, it's, it's, it's kind of going across the board right now. We had an observation last week, I think, that, you know, it used to be the uh, Magnificent Seven that were driving the S&P and the, uh, and the Dow upward. It's now becoming kind of market-wide. I'm seeing tips out talking about stocks I've never even heard of going through the roof. Well, yeah, it's more of a broader base increase now in the uh, in the indexes. So, so that's kind of good news there too. All right. So later on, uh, like I said, this week is going to be really quiet in terms of numbers. We'll get our usual jobless claims first thing tomorrow morning. Today, we're just going to be digesting that one little housing number because there's virtually nothing coming out this morning. We'll get a couple of home sales numbers mid-morning tomorrow morning that could adjust stuff. But like I said, we're kind of trading on the value of the companies that are out there, which is kind of the way the market's supposed to be going. After an up day yesterday... I've got to expect a little bit of profit-taking sometime in here, 45 minutes before we open. Is that what we're seeing this morning? Right now, Dave, we're actually in slightly in the green right now. The Dow is up hmm. uh, like $10. S&P 500 is up $4, and the NASDAQ 100 is up $27. So everything's slightly in the green right now. On the other side of the coin, silver is down a half a percent. Gold is up four-tenths of a percent. Uh, trying to get to 2100s at $2,078 an ounce right now. And then crude oil is a little less than what was yesterday, but but down from its close by about eight-tenths of a percent to $74.94 a barrel. Something weird happened about 5.30 this morning. The price of crude oil just kind of notched way down real fast. It was kind of climbing and then notched downward. I got to do some research, figured if anything internationally caused that, but at least in the trading range, in the below 75 range, I'll take it happily. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was pretty happy and good humor overall. Even the mainland Chinese markets were up considerably this morning. Japan carried the day with over a 1% gain at 6 a.m. In Europe, we've got good green ink as well across it. The overall European index up about about a third of a percent halfway through their trading day, with range from uh, Italy up over a half a percent. The uh, United Kingdom's up six-tenths of a percent, and uh, uh, the only real Real downer in the bunch is Switzerland, for some reason, is off by a tinge. But by and large, we're drowning in green ink just about everywhere in the world this morning. Trying to figure out uh, how to make a retirement plan happen when you're tempted by a bunch of flyers on the market might take a more level pair of eyes than the average investor has. How do I find you to make sure my retirement stays on track? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule a core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here one more time before the new year on Light FM tomorrow morning about the same time. Philip, I'll see you then. All right, man. You have a great day. Take care, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Again, thanks. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you're enjoying this holiday season. Take care. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Till then, have a great day. Bye now.